It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Uh, and people want to hate on him, but like, Matt Ryan was a generational talent. Like, say what you want. Oh, oh. The biggest comeback in Super Bowl history away from being Super Bowl champion, Matt Ryan, too. Brando. Hey, Pat, would you say Drew Brees or Matt Ryan is generational? Both. Both have MVPs. And John. Pat, I have a question right. for you. Is Cam Newton a generational talent? I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, yes. No, I, it hurts me to say no. this. Absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. He has a Super Bowl MVP. Look, look, look at your, the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco first elite. On Buffalo Rumblings. <laughs> Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. And man, I have never heard anybody so flabbergasted as Pat when Brandon said Joe Flacco. <laughs> hey man, well he's he's got one more ring than Josh Allen, so I guess. And, and Matt Ryan. Ryan. And Matt Ryan. Who am I to judge? <laughs> well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. We are part of the Buffalo Rumblings network of podcasts. We got an interesting topic. We are breaking apart the divisions and making our picks for who's going to finish first, who's going to finish last. And uh, somewhere in the course of this episode, I guess we're going to have to come up with a uh, a good bet to go along with this. Yeah. Like, like a good long-term bet. So uh, have that on your minds. And if we don't think of anything by the end of the episode, then you might have to uh, tweet us your ideas. There's got to be something. We got to fi- find a, a, something funny. Like we have to finish... Seven garbage plates. No, I'll die. But like something, I don't know. I, I'm down for a garbage plate. You know me. Yes. We have to drive you a garbage plate to Tennessee. <laughs> yes. Or better yet, mail me one. Like I'll have to, if I lose, I'll have to eat a mailed yeah. garbage plate. The, it's like when they, it's like the bets between the cities, like Kansas City and Buffalo. Like somebody will send wings and somebody will send barbecue or something. Right. I like, I like bets like that with good outcomes. You know, yeah. if you guys yeah. want to send me some wings, I would die for some wings down here. The pizza well, down here. What are you going to send us? Like, that's that's uh, not I, equal I can, odds here. Yeah. <laughs> I can send you guys some Nashville barbecue. Nashville, if you like a good pulled pork sandwich, the Nashville's got pretty much everywhere beat, in my humble opinion. What about some ribs? Say, I want some ribs here, Johnny. Ribs. I can, I can send you some ribs. Like, Nashville barbecue is really good. If, I want to say that like Kansas city might do the ribs a little bit better, but when it comes to like a straight up pulled pork sandwich, like the best I've ever had has been like better than better than Lloyd's that you put in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I knew you're on that microwavable pulled pork. Um, I will say when I was in Kansas city, the barbecue was good. That Midwestern barbecue was real good. Yeah. Um, but I like a food bet. That would be fun. So the winner of the bet, whoever has the highest picks, if we're picking division winners and division losers, and uh, that would be what? 16 picks. So we are going to have, somebody's going to lose and they're going to have to send food. So, yeah, you um, know, we should have, uh, we should have better uh, last place prizes for our fantasy football league. Yeah. yeah that, that kind of dawned upon me the other day. A couple of weeks ago, I'm sure you guys heard the story of the guy who lost his fantasy football league. He came in last and he had to, he went and tried to uh, get on the PGA tour or something like that. Like he had to, uh, 
What was it? Brandon, you saw the story, didn't you? No, I didn't see this. You didn't? I've seen okay. ones where they have to like dye their hair blonde and shave their legs. Oh, yeah. See, and- no, that's that's too much. They uh they <laughs> I think I don't remember which PGA event it was for. Oh, uh, this, I did. I did. Didn't he shoot like 112 or something like that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he lost yeah. his he lost his amateur status or something yeah. like that because and they he, were uh, like he, he goes to be up, a pro. He goes up on the tee and they're like all ready for this round and he just like jacks the first tee shot and the guy that he's playing with is like, "Are you serious? Is it going to be like this today? <laughs> I thought you were a pro." And he's like, "No, I'm not. They, I yeah. lost a fantasy football bet." And the dude hit like 112 that's bad i mean i shot a 48 today and i played bad uh so 112 that's a lot of <laughs> of misses <laughs> right, right. that's funny that's a so good we, one we need something for our fantasy football league because towards the end of last year i think one of us in this group started to not uh check their lineup every week and uh <laughs> Well, we were uh, we were texting Pat. So like, this is to keep Pat motivated, is what yes, you're saying. Exactly, okay. exactly. Yes. We'll we'll do that. So Pat stays engaged throughout the fantasy football season. There's, no, there's nothing that I I think could humiliate me at this point in my life. We own our demons. We own our demons. No, if you can think of something that would be rather humiliating, I would be I would be willing to do it. Um, to not be in to not to not be in in last place. I would I would rather have that outcome looming above me to make sure I change the well and I think also it has to do with how how healthy your team stays and stuff but we'll see we'll see I did beat the uh the top two performers in our league probably because they thought that I wasn't going to check my roster like the week of (laughs) the matchup but yeah you had a tough year injuries by the end of the year I, I think you had running back two slot was always empty and, and one uh, run, and, and one. running back once was just like <laughs> somebody's third string running back somewhere. I don't, I don't even know. And the kickers, but, uh, Adam Benatari who retired two years ago. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. You got like that Sabres roster where they're playing. Okay. Brandon, here's a trivia for you. I can never remember the guy's name. Who's the old guy who hasn't played hockey in years. Who's on the Sabres payroll right now. Oh, I don't know if they have them anymore, but they used to have like, uh, I don't want to say Nate Horton, the uh, the defenseman played for Boston. I don't know. They don't really do that. The Sabres haven't. Uh, Kyle Oposo was that for, oh, Christian Ehrhoff was that for a while. Um, but other it was teams. some guy that they signed, like they have the right, they signed the rights to, to get to the cap floor. I think it was last year, maybe. I'm going to search this because you're probably right. Like it, I think this is such a smart move to like use your cap space. A lot of teams do that, and the Sabres are very much a candidate to do it again this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I don't know. How about front load your current players' contracts? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Rather than paying somebody. I, I don't know. I, oh, I Cody Hodgson still dead cap hit. Really? Your, your buddy. That's funny. Yeah. I, went to, I went to college with Cody Hodgson's sister. Yeah. But. Well, he's still making 900 grand from the Sabres this year. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's 791,000. I'm sorry. But you get guys like Nate Horton, who hasn't played in the NHL in like seven years now, is like somebody has his contract, or, uh, you know, Scott Hartnell and all these gooey people. Who is the, uh, and gosh, uh, if we don't remember this off the top of our head, no no need to look it up because we're already way off topic. But (laughs) who's the. Remember when they used to celebrate? They, they, was, this guy's name's It's Jay. the Mets guy. Was, the Mets. Yes. Um, yes. 
What's that guy's oh, name? Oh no, it's Bobby. Uh, uh, oh God, what's it? Bobby Bonilla Day? Yes, yes, yes. that guy. Bobby, Bobby Bonilla Day. He was getting paid a million dollars still, like annually. I want to say through like 2022, maybe 2023, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to know the actual details to it? So he's 58 sure. years old, and he will collect a check for one million one hundred and ninety-three thousand two hundred and forty-eight dollars and twenty cents from the New York Mets, as he has since what 2001 through. Oh, no, no. July 1st, 2011 through July 1st, 2035. I was going to um, say, because it was all deferred. He he like back, he, he back paid a lot of it or whatever, had it back paid to him, which not a bad move. I mean, if I was, Alan Iverson has a similar So they similar bought situation. him out in 2000. They did buy him out in 2000 and it was only 5.9 million on his contract. So in, uh, instead of paying... The 5.9 million at the time, the Mets agreed to make annual payments of nearly 1.2 million for 25 years, starting July 1st, 2011, including 8% interest. And the Damn. ownership <laughs> invested in a Bernie Madoff account that was promising double digit returns. And the Mets were poised to make a decent profit off of this. So if they're paying 8% to Banea and they're making 15% from Madoff. Well, you know, that didn't, that didn't work out. Uh, so this is, you know, he has not played since 1999. This is not a baseball podcast, but this is crazy. So, um, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would love a gig like that. I think anybody would love a gig like that. Uh, so, but it was a perfect storm. It only happened because of the way the Mets did the contracts with the Bernie Madoff scandal and all this stuff. So that's hilarious. All right. Well, I think we're going to only have time for AFC. Definitely. For sure. Now we weren't sure if we were going to do AFC and NFC in the same episode, but uh, we're going to pick the winners and the losers of each division going into this year. So uh, let's uh, let's start with the easiest pick of them all. All right, everybody, who's going to win the AFC East? Oh, the New York Jets. Come on, man. Zach Wilson, <laughs> Dolphins. NFL MVP. There you go. All right. So everyone's got Tua. bills. All right. So this is where we might actually uh, have some spicy picks. Brandon, who's your pick for the AFC East last place finisher? All right. For starters, I want to make sure that I go on record and say I do not think the Dolphins will win the division, or nor the Jets, nor the Patriots. It will be the Bills. In last place, I'm going to go with the uh, the Jets. I don't think the Patriots are that far ahead of the Jets. And I think the Dolphins will be a little better than they were last year. So, um, you know, last year you got the Bills at 11 and 6, the Patriots 10 and 7, Dolphins 9 and 8, Jets 4 and 13. Um, I would pick the Jets to finish last, but they might get like six wins this year. Nice. nice. Pat, what about you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it would be implied that I think that the Buffalo Bills will win the division. Um, but I, to, to me, I, I think that the Jets definitely are not in the best of spots, but they did have a really good draft. And um, those two first rounders that they had, um, I felt like they hit on those. Um, I still think they'll be the worst team in the division, but also Mike McDaniel just looks like he has the most hittable face <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. But I would not be surprised if they're in last, um, if all those those money situations don't work out their way. I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly, you can quote me on this, if Tyreek Hills plays more than... 1.5 seasons with the Miami Dolphins. I don't see him playing two full seasons with the Dolphins at interesting. all. That's a, interesting. That's a, that's a pretty warm take there. John, what do you got? 
So I went back and forth on this. I had the Jets written down, but since neither of you decided to be spicy, I might have to get spicy with that. But I'll put the Patriots in last place. I think that Bill Belichick is a great coach, but his uh, lack of GM skills are starting to pile up here after the absence of Tom Brady. And uh, these little small decisions, one after the other, have kind of added up to a pretty bad roster. And honestly, probably the worst roster in the AFC East. So they've definitely got probably the best coach in the AFC East, but the worst roster. So I don't know. Talent on the field. Give me uh, give me last place for the Patriots. I got another betting take for the New England Patriots right here. Um, if you guys are ready, Devontae Parker, thousand yard receiver, write it down. It's happening. Um, heard it here for the Pats. They got him from the Dolphins yeah. um, early off season. He's a good so, player. Yeah. I'm just out here with the lukewarm takes. All right, AFC North. Brandon, you want to read the uh, the records down on how they finished up last year? Yeah, this is very competitive division. Bengals 10-7 and seven were the winners, followed by the Steelers 9-7-1 and one with the fluky tie. Uh, the Browns coming in at 8-9 and, and the Ravens at 8-9, which were decimated by injuries. And they finished the season on a six-game losing streak. Um, so for me, this is tough. I want to pick the Ravens to win, and I'm going to pick the Browns to finish in last. The Ravens got lit up by injuries last year and they were still in a lot of their games. Um, I would still put the Bengals to be second place in that division. They will definitely have two playoff teams coming out of this division. Um, but the Ravens are going to bounce back. Lamar's going to bounce back contract year. Um, those, it, it was just a perfect storm of injuries for their entire defense. And uh, when they're healthy, they're good. And I think they had a good draft also. Um, and uh some motivation to get back to where they need to be. Yeah, dude, honestly, I'm just going to like say that those were the exact points that I was going to make. Those were the same <laughs> picks that I had and uh, yeah, screw Deshaun Watson. So uh, I got Ravens first, Browns last, but Pat, what about you? Well, I think that if Deshaun Watson plays for the Cleveland Browns, they will finish last. And if Baker Mayfield plays a majority of the games for the Cleveland Browns, they might, also finished last. Um, but <laughs> I thought you were going to say I, first for a second. Yeah. No, <laughs> I got excited. A little, no, I, I mean, Kevin, when you're Kevin Sweatpansky, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what he has in store for the boys over there. I mean, you know, I think Amari Cooper's a pretty cool pickup, but, um, you know, they're, they're definitely losing some players and it'll be interesting to see. I, I could see the Bengals having a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. And I mean, also, I mean, we're talking about a Ravens team that was winning games against good teams with, Taylor Huntley playing quarterback. I mean, so I think that once Lamar is able to stay healthy and be protected, God forbid, if Greg Roman can call some plays that um, perhaps treat him more like a um, established fifth year player that he is, you know, and not have him running quarterback powers eight, nine times a game. Yeah, we'll but when your quarterback powers <laughs> gain 100 yards of offense on the ground because you got a quarterback that's a lightning athlete, you know. True, I get true, what you're like, saying, but that's like you, you got to play to his strengths, dude. But Josh it's, like, I mean, it's a self fulfilling, it's a self fulfilling prophecy, though, because I feel like that's partially the reason that they haven't played that, that they they haven't paid Lamar yet. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I just I hope Lamar gets paid, and I hope the Ravens finish first. Um, also, 
I think the Steelers have their first losing season of the 21st century. So really, really, I yes. mean, that was what we said this past year. And you know, like I still feel like Mike Tomlin could, you know, take Nathan Peterman and still yes. pull nine wins out of. Oh, whoa, that's a fiery take there, sir. Well, I mean, Duck Hodges. He, if you had Nate Peterman or Duck Hodges up there, exactly, it's like, I feel like I feel like the difference is negligible there. They're still going to run Najee Harris into the ground and pull out nine wins just and he's looking <laughs> thick with three c's Najee is he's he's added some uh some real muscle weight if you guys have seen him recently so i like how I they say dude. like the off-season photos are always just like these dudes are just say, yeah. so jacked like draft season they were talking about this on gr today it's like draft season is hand size and 40 speed and what racist homophobic stuff somebody said when they were 12 and now it's like oh this dude on the titans has asthma and this dude on Leonard Fournette came in 10 pounds overweight. And uh, who's the guy you just mentioned? Oh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is thick with three C's. Like, that's the headlines right now. The offseason, baby. Throw back to who is that running back? That Carlos, Williams. Carlos Williams. Carlos Williams. Carlos Williams. Pregnant. Yeah. He's being a gentleman. He's getting McDonald's with his wife every hey, day. Man, so. uh, and what's the other? Eddie Lacy. You know. NABP salute to you, large running backs. Large running backs, much love. Nobody compared about the buses, Wade. Hey, no. Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion bus. And the bus was playing like 13, 14 years in the league. Come on, man. Well, he's, he's, built, De- he's built Detroit tough. But um, True. Yeah. his cameo in the office is, is pretty funny, too. It is. But uh, AFC South, Brandon, you want to pull those up for us? Yeah, I got Pat, you, you, you had Ravens and Browns just like us, right? Yes, Ravens just and Browns. Clarify, hey, Lamar sorry. Jackson, free, yes. bit, free Britney, free Lamar. <laughs> um, you know, so... All right, AFC South. We got the Titans finished first, twelve and five. Colts finished second, nine and eight. Texans finished four and thirteen, and the Jags roared in in last place at a three and fourteen finish. Um, for right. me, this is. Can I go easy. first on this one, just so I yes, don't say same? Your, your Homer, so your I'll, Homer I'll, national I'll make, stuff. I'll make Put you say same. All right, the Titans are not going to win this division this year. It's going to. That scared the shit out of me. I was on another tab, so I couldn't see you. (laughs) Disrespecting the man. Um, (laughs) Colts are going to finish first. Texans last. I I I feel pretty confident about that one. Well, someone on this podcast did say that Matt Ryan is generational talent, so I do back you based on that. Um, Uh, You don't have to be a generational talent to be an upgrade over Carson Wentz, but and you got Jonathan Taylor, who you know ran for four TDs on the bills. So if you got that guy in the backfield and a good offensive line, I think whoever's throwing the ball, as long as they can uh, stay upright, Brandon, sorry, I didn't mean to steal your fire there, but I just didn't want to say same for the, that's all right. Oh, you didn't pick your last place team though for the South. Uh, Texans, Texans. Texans Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pick Tennessee to win the division. Robert Woods, Derek Henry is right at the cliff where he's about to fall off, but he's like, looking over the Grand Canyon, admiring the view of being the top dog for one more year. Um, I saw he's up for NFL comeback player of the year, even though he's played in playoff games after he came back already. So that was pretty fluky, weird. Um, So Ryan Tannehill, you know what you're going to get from him. I don't think the Colts know how to get it done, even with Frank Wright. Matt Ryan might change it a little bit, but I, I... I old, I was going to take the Colts until you called Matt Ryan generational again. And I was like, I'm not going to pick this guy. <laughs> well, I cannot pick know. Matt Ryan. But uh, the Texans will finish in last. It's not a question. They'll probably get number one overall pick. Davis Mills is going to die. 
we oh will remember you uh, <laughs> in the rain against Buffalo throwing those interceptions. It was a great day. Um, but those are my picks. And we're going to find out how bad those Atlanta teams really were based on how uh, Matt Ryan looks this year. True, true. You never know. True. Pat, who you got? Well, it doesn't matter if it's the patron state of mediocrity, Ryan Tannehill or um, Malik Willis under center. The Titans still, I think, have another good year left in them. And that's the other thing that I think we do underestimate. And I am underestimating you, Mr. Mike Tomlin in the AFC North, as noted prior. But I think that Mike Vrabel could coach. Yes. You know, whatever, South Carolina State University um, to, uh, you know, an FPS national championship appearance. And so I don't really think that there's anything out of the realm that he couldn't do with this team. I mean, and there's really even last year, there was no standout player on either side of the ball other than Derek. I mean, AJ Brown, yes, but he was battling injury all year. And I guess maybe you could say Kevin Byard, but then this team gets passed on like at a legendary clip. So I, I still, I still would take the Titans just based on that. It would be interesting to see what happens with Matt Ryan, but in the basement, Trevor Lawrence, I want to see you crash and burn. I don't think that anyone that gets his hype as, you know, Jacksonville fans get you about, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he came in a little bit arrogant. <laughs> I feel like he's got to take a couple more lumps. You know, he just didn't really seem to have the humbleness that I would uh, expect from someone in that position. Um, I don't know. Love to hate him. Hate to love him. Uh, give me the Jaguars seller dwellers. Once again, doesn't even matter if it's Super Bowl champion, Doug Peterson up there calling the shots. So, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm on the uh, addition by subtraction train with them. Like if you get rid of urban Meyer, this it's like the Sabres getting rid of, uh, Ralph Kruger. You know, it's like you're instantly better. The second you get rid of a terrible, terrible, terrible coach. So, and then uh, you're instantly better the, the second you pay Christian Kirk um, $21 million. I didn't say that much better. It's like the f- <laughs> not a, he's not a bad player. He's just not worth $21 million. Like uh, They've got... That that team has like six number three receivers ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I will say I think like 10 and 7 wins that division. But they yes, might beat yes, up on the, the, on the Jags. And the Texans enough that like somebody will squeak out 11 wins or 12. That's why I have faith in the Colts. I don't think the Colts are getting over 12 wins, but I don't, I think the Titans have the Titans always feel like a glass house to me for whatever reason, their record is always way better than they look playing games. Yes. And like, if it smells like, shit, it looks like, shit, but they haven't been. Shit. Yeah, so. no, that's Mike Vrabel, a Stanley Steamer carpet yeah. cleaner, dude. That's what I'm saying. I was with the poor, with the poor college football reference, man. This guy could, he could, you know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. And so. Oh man, the bleep button's going to be interesting in this one. That's funny. All right. What do we got? The, the wild, wild west. All right, so we got one division left. We got the AFC West, which is probably going to be the most variance around our picks, which is good because we've only disagreed on a couple of things so far. AFC West. Yeah, read us the how they finished last year. Chiefs win number one with a record of 12 and five. Raiders finished on a four game win streak to pull out a 10 and seven second place record. The Chargers finished nine and eight, missing the playoffs in the last game of the season when they lost their last game. And the Broncos finished seven and 10 on a four game losing streak, notably adding Russell Wilson this offseason. Pat, why don't you go first? Yeah, Pat, yeah. you go first. All right. Well, I think 
<laughs> just um, throw you to the wolves and give you the hard one. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't really think this one's a hard one. Um, I think that, um, you know, Mr. Self-Preservation, I don't know. I just, I, I really don't know how a team is going to do in the midst of an ownership change, let alone a monumental quarterback fiasco. Um, I, I don't really see them doing super well. And the other thing, the other thing I will say, since I'm on the air right here is you got to stop putting, I'm not saying that Justin Herbert's not good. I'm not saying that he's not good. Okay. That's I, I'm, this is not what I'm saying, but do not ordain this man. If he has never played in a GD playoff game is all I'm saying. I don't care. I don't care if a tie would have gotten him there. It, it doesn't matter. Brandon Staley, you, you know what I mean? You, you, you've, whatever you've excluded him from this conversation. Cause the man's never played in a playoff game. And I'm not saying it won't happen, but we need to stop anointing this man. Okay. And don't get me wrong. Derek Carr has played in a few terrible playoff games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't even think Derek Carr's ever won a playoff game, but he's played in one. Um, that being said, give me the chiefs at the top Raiders wild card pick Devonte Adams catches 24 touchdowns, breaks Randy Moss's record. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Some bold picks, Brandon, what about you dog? This is tough because I want to say, I'm going to pick the worst quarterback in the division to finish last. And I think that's Derek Carr. Even if he throws 24 touchdown passes, I don't think they have the defense to even stay in these games. And I don't think their offense can peak well enough, even if it's going to score 25, 26, 27 points per game. Uh, They need to score 40 in these division games and they're not going to be able to keep up. And I'll, uh, the chiefs are tantalizing for number one here, even though if they got worse, I think the Chargers can tra- can close a three-win gap just because of one extra year of age on Travis Kelsey, one extra year without Tyreek Hill, and uh, let's see what happens in Kansas City with all this big money flowing around. Uh, so I think I'm going to pick the Chargers to win, probably with the same record, but they will pull out a tiebreaker to finish first overall in the division against the chiefs and the chiefs will be a wild card team this year. Interesting. You got Raiders last. Yeah. All right. Well, we, uh, we got a good slate on this one. I'm, I'm with Pat with the chiefs. I, for whatever reason, I mean, can't doubt them until they fall. That's what I'm saying. We, we learned our lesson with, uh, with Brady and stuff and they've still got, you know, one of the great offensive minds, you know, calling plays off of a Waffle House menu. So I'm going to I'm going to take them to win. And uh, last place, I'm going to take the Chargers. I, this was a tough pick. I think the Broncos are going to be improved. I think the Chiefs are going to be about the same, you know, maybe not as good. And the, the Raiders, for whatever reason, have always been the team in this division who have been able to have the Chiefs number. I think they've split with them the last two years or at least two out of the last three years. So even, you know, two, two, three years ago when the chiefs had like their best season, and I think they only lost like two games or something like yeah, that. One of one them was them, against the Raiders. One of them was the Raiders. So for whatever reason, and, and they've got, you know, a really good receiving core. I really like Darren Waller as yeah, well. I forgot we, we didn't mention Hunter Renfro either who exactly I mean, like I like yeah. them in a shootout, you know, Defense be damned. I, I do like the Raiders in a shootout. So, uh, and Josh Jacobs, just please don't be as bad as you were last year. That's the only, that's the only stipulation. <laughs> that sunk you your season right away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It did. Yeah. So, but all right. Well, those are our picks. We'll, uh, tweet a little screenshot of that so you guys can uh, make fun of us and, and, and criticize and whatever. But yeah, we'll do, we'll do NFC next week on the pod, maybe Friday. Uh, I don't know. We might do some reverse drafts. Who knows? We'll figure it out five minutes before we start taping. That's the only thing we know. So uh, 
that'll do it for this one. Uh, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. That's all, folks. So long, farewell, have eat or say goodbye. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> <laughs>